It's kind of like in that episode of uh, the Community when Abba's like, "What's going on? Am I are my ears broken? Am I broken?" <laughs> I love that. When these dads meet world, watching boy meets world, we grew up on the show, now we have kids, and host a podcast, we watch each episode, and then share our thoughts and grades, when these dads meet world. They want you to take the rolls! Welcome back to another episode of Dad's Meat World, your weekly step-by-step deep dive into that classic 90s show, Boy Meets World. I am one of your dads, Tyler. And I am your other dad, Brett. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Brett. We're on the eve of my birthday. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, which just means we get another day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I got an, there's an anniversary just a few days away. Or it just happened. <laughs> I can never remember if it's before or after my birthday, but I know your Kelly's anniversary is right around here. It's it's a few days it's uh 2 days from now actually as we're recording. Okay, so it's on the 8th. I could I know it's yes. I can it's always the right before is it right before, right after? I can never remember. Yep, it's right after. I see after. a post on right Facebook right and they go, hey! <laughs> <coughs> I know it's yes, around it'll here. it'll be 19 so. years this year. Wow. Congratulations. Yes, our, our marriage can vote, but not quite drink. Well, <laughs> if it's like a lot of other 19-year-olds, I'm sure it is. <laughs> a lot of 19-year-olds, it has. <laughs> But, Brett, I'm assuming you guys survived the holidays and uh, survived the New Year's and we have broken your part. New Year's resolution already. Oh, I don't make resolutions anymore. I, I just uh, I continue living life and continue to live day to day and be grateful that God has given me another day to uh, live on his earth and uh, do the best I can with my time here. We did make sure. it through. Uh, we are down one member of the family. Kelly has taken ill with some strep throat. So yeah. she is uh, thankfully only the only one that has uh, taken ill. And we have been able to keep the rest of the family healthy for that. But uh, that's good. Nursing her back to health. Kids are back in school already wanting snow days after being there for a whole two days. Giant yeah. liners. I know. How are things in uh, Volkland? <laughs> uh, they could be a lot better. The littlest one has been sick over the past few days, so he's been clung to mommy, so Sarah's gotten almost no rest whatsoever. Today was the first day that he really was starting to feel more like himself again. Um, so we were able to put him down a little more, let him just play in his area, and he kind of, he had more energy and like wanted to go, and so we were able to give him some space where he could just go. But then he'd be like, "No, I'm tired and I'm hungry. Need mom." <laughs> um, but yeah, for a little bit he forgot all about that. But um, you know, we we've been talking about the fact of our so for Grayson, he every area that he has of like that's his area where his stuff is. 
tend to either get moved out because grandparents visit or shared because he has to share the space with his brother. So I've been working today on getting um, a little area that I already deemed for him. And so I was kind of just getting that area finally prepped so he can go have a space where he can kind of get away from everybody. That's not his siblings. It's just his. It's his little zone to be able to, you know, be away from his siblings. And I may even give him a lock at some point so he can be separated from them even more. So, but nice. yeah, um, you know exciting things are happening i made a cut in the wall uh about this big like literally like this this big and (laughs) i walk away and i come back and whose head pops out of that little hole but my little kitty cat and i was like what are you doing in here (laughs) how did you get in here so yeah we were reminiscing as well of like when we first got the cat and we still were working on getting upstairs and how he literally was in the way (laughs) (laughs) i had to carry him down the stairs like not on the stair stairs but on the tread of the stairs as i'm trying to not fall (laughs) (laughs) so much fun so much fun oh yes we should probably get to that synopsis brett We should. Good-looking people, we are at the penultimate episode of Season 3. For those of you who don't like big words, that is the next-to-last episode. This is Episode 21, The Happiest Show on Earth. Corey cannot keep his mind off Topanga and tries to woo her by following her to Walt Disney World. But Topanga becomes angry because she believes he traveled all that way for another girl. Kristen. This episode was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang, a couple of names we've come to know and love around here. Directed by Jeff McCracken, originally aired May 10th, 1996, and currently enjoys an IMDb rating of 8.5. Now, we're going to try to play America's favorite game show, Vast Emotional Damage. And I'll have to drop the theme in post. Vast emotional damage. Da, 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 da. <laughs> because I think every it's more week... fun when we just do it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> every week we like to make Tyler guess just how many million people tuned in the first time this did. Because it's fun to throw arbitrary numbers against the wall 30 years later. Now, Tyler, previously, our episode last week, Pulled in 11.4 million. That was a big drop uh, from the week before that. How many million viewers do you think tuned in this week? This is a Disney episode. It's a special episode. And I'm going to guess that they marketed the fact that Corey's trying to get Topanga back. So I'm going big, Brett. I'm saying I'm saying 18. 18. Well, you definitely lost the showcase, my friend. It only went up to 12.2. How? What <laughs> logic is this? What is happening right now that the world's like, we don't need to watch this show. Nothing special is happening. They go to Disney World. <laughs> this, are- this is part of this. This is part of the TJF block where this was not the only show at Disney this week. 
this was a big Disney week for them because step by step was at Disney this week as well. <sighs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, step by step was at Disney this week for the second part of a two-parter, and Boy Meets World was at Disney this week. So this was a big, big push for for advertising for them, not just for Disney, but also for the big Corey Topanga story. I do remember some of the advertising from the first run for this. I do remember seeing a lot of airtime devoted to the big Corey Topanga reunion and the fact that they were going to be at Disney. I do remember at least some of that. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I am angry. <laughs> <laughs> You're angry at people not tuning in 30 years ago. <laughs> Uh, well, at least it didn't impact their ability to get renewed. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like that one child from later on, whenever they're babysitting, they're like, what is, what, what happened? What, what's what's going it. on? They're trying to, they're trying to kill it. <laughs> they put it in the 930 slot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, Tyler, why don't you take us away on, on our journey through the night's episode? Brett, I can't take it away. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, fine. I'll just suck it up and deal with it. We start off at Chubby's, Brett, where apparently Chubby is being cheap and forcing everyone to pay three bucks to be there that night. Why? Who cares? Uh, Corey so Corey is, can uh, do this. Yeah, Corey is dancing, I don't know, let's just say like he's trying to impersonate the Fonz and he was trying to be Sean. This is essentially yeah. who he's being yeah. right now. Um, this is the most player-ish that Corey has ever been. Uh, and he is dancing with a girl named Kristen, who we have met before, but has different names. And uh, Yes, Kristen, uh, Hillary Tuck, this is the third and final time we'll see her in Boy Meets World. She is, as Tyler mentioned, two other characters. We saw her in Pairing Off last season and again in On the Air last season. But yes, yeah. last time we'll see so yeah, so it's either three sisters playing one person, or let's just say it's the same person. They just keep forgetting what her name is. So Kristen is her name right now, and uh, Corey's putting the moves on her. Corey kisses her at the um, booth, and uh, when she said, that was nice, Corey, he says, I know, right, Topanga? <laughs> She's like, what? You just called me Topanga. Scene ends. Now we're in Turner's room. You called her Topanga? <laughs> you got to write your name down. Corey. Corey. <laughs> so, Sean is on a whole different level this episode. And really if you think is. I was going through this fast, good looking people, I am because only because the show goes through this fast. So <laughs> Corey says, I'm going to talk to her. So he goes, Hey, Topanga. He goes, Oh, hi, Corey. Turner, she wants me back. Um, <laughs> Turner enters yes. the room and says, hey, everybody, remember that essay uh, assignment I had you guys do a while back? And Sean Stanton goes, yep, <laughs> got it right here. Submit my So, yes. Uh, apparently there is a contest that they entered for, I don't know, 
the environment. Some sort of environmental essay contest. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kristen is one of the winners. Good for her. We just met her. Yay. And we're introduced to a new person, Ronnie Waterman, or as Sean says, Lips Waterman. Lips Waterman. This yes. feels like a rival to Sean in some way. I don't know. It does. It does. The only time he's ever here. Do you want to give his IMDb real quick, Brett? Yeah. Lips, Ronnie Lips Waterman is played by Andrew Keegan. That's the first and only time we'll see him on Boy Meets World. He has 58 acting credits on his resume. You see him in shows like Empty Nest, Baywatch, Full House, Step by Step. Step by Step, Day by Day. Day by Day. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, he had a big role in Seventh Heaven, House, CSI, and more. But here he's lips. <laughs> Where will you go when the world don't treat you right? And of course, Topanga is also the third person. <laughs> who is going which you gotta be honest Brett of all the people that would win the contest who is most likely going to write the best paper give the best evidence for why she should experience whatever she's going to experience and who cares the most about the environment even though she's not a hippie anymore it's oh, the course. so of course she won so yeah. Corey is a little concerned now because she'll be going with lips to uh Disney World, apparently, because who? Where else are you going to study the environment, Brett? Besides going to Disney World, where? Oh, of course, yeah, not Sea yep. World, Disney World, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and at this time, Disney World or Sea World is an okay place to be yet. At this, yes, time. M- long, long before Blackfish came out. <laughs> yes, uh, Sarah asked me, like, "You're not going to Blackfish this episode, are you?" And I said, "No, but I have deep dives, and I'm going to go through them." <laughs> Um, but we cut Brett to the Dumbo ride. Topanga and Ronnie are on it. And uh, Topanga is a little concerned. Her hair is going to get caught. And uh, Ronnie says, don't worry. You're safe. But your lips aren't. And then we hear Corey yelling, ah, ah. No lips, no. Corey's oh, having a nightmare. I- he wakes up in a panic and says, Eric, I love Topanga. Or Eric, <laughs> I had a bad dream. Eric goes, you love Topanga and you want her back. He goes, yeah, how'd you know? He flips his light on it, has a picture of Topanga over his bed. It's a full-blown poster. (laughs) Okay, Brett, 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 let's be real for a moment as dads. If we walk into our son's bedroom and there's a picture of an ex-girlfriend, a nice big framed picture of their girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. This is a three-foot by two-foot poster. (laughs) Yeah, how would you deal with this? Um, we'd have a long talk and that poster would be coming down because that's a severe red flag of not being able to let go of the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this may be a time I would punt personally. Uh, I mean, we're, we are young enough into our parenting that this is an issue that is way down the road, but (laughs) I'm just imagining if I'm the one to walk in to see that I would go get my wife and go, have you, have you seen what's in our child's room? (laughs) And I feel like that's a time in which my wife would discover the, the purity to, to get marinier and go all 
haywire <laughs> on my son, and I think it would be justified. Um, yeah, because I mean, this is granted. This is this is the the heightened reality of Boy Meets World. This is the universe that we've been talking about for three seasons. But this is a three foot by two foot poster, and granted, this is a promotional image. So I mean, this yeah. from the real world, this is a promotional image, but. This is a, a huge poster that is just right there above the bed where it's the first thing you're going to see when you come in the room. It's the last thing you're going to see uh-huh. before you leave. Uh-huh. This is not going to let Corey get over the fact that he has broken up with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Um, also, Eric just is fine with this. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and it kind of feeds into our theory that Eric feels a bit guilty at having pushed Corey to breaking up with Topanga. I mean, this frame goes saving down his cool. brother. Yeah. Um, I do love this, that Eric just goes, uh, go to Florida immediately, win her back. But I don't, I can't just go to Florida. That's insane. What about sunscreen? I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> He also says, your poor little body goes through so much. <laughs> Eric is gold. <laughs> he is. Um, so we go to the halls of John Adams High, Brett, and uh, Corey tells him, hey, I'm going to Florida. I'm going to do it. And Eric says, I'm proud of you, Corp. I've got you covered here. And he's like, what? And he reaches into a bag and pulls out a giant Corey-sized dummy. Life-sized dummy. <laughs> It is beyond bonkers. Like we have hit full blown. Eric is in a cart two in this episode levels of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good oral report, Mr. Matthews. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, we'll get to my favorite feeding line of this episode later, but just. Oh yeah, oh, this whole and thing I did, is just I so did clip cool. that interaction with Feeney. Oh, so awesome, <laughs> it's just perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Corey's like, you have to be a big idiot to think that's me. And Sean walks by and says hi to Eric. Greets, and then greets the Corey. dummy, and <laughs> it's very confusing. He says the real Corey, uh, but I did notice that um, that Eric. Uh, or, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? The actual actor. It felt like an actor oh, choice. Like, yeah, Will Friedle. He grabs the arm, and Sean goes to, they both, like, you know, smack hands, and they both, at the same time, he brings up the dummy hand, and he comes down and smacks, Ryder Strong smacks the hand. So <laughs> this felt like a, you know, deliberate thing the actors did. Yes. Because uh, Corey and Sean really don't greet each other like that. No. <laughs> they just come and say hi to each other. Um, right. So, yeah, just all sorts of shenanigans is happening right this moment. Uh, Corey is a little concerned right now because, well, he's going to have to find, use his last bit of money to get tickets. And Sean says, oh, got those covered. And apparently they may have to break someone's kneecap because uh, the uncle that Sean's getting this from is in the uh, in the gaming industry. If you're just yes. listening instead of watching, those are heavy quotation marks around gaming industry. 
Yes. Although Corey decides, you know what? I should go talk to her now before she leaves because then maybe we don't have to do this whole Florida thing. Mm-hmm. So go, Corey goes to talk to her, says, hey, I got all these feelings. Bang says, I got these feelings too, but I don't know if I can trust you. You've been going out with a lot of girls. And Corey says, well, I was going out with all these girls because I was just so lonely and I don't want to be lonely anymore. I want to be with you. You're the only person I want to be with. She goes, well, that's really sweet. And then uh, Turner says, uh, whose giant trunk is this? And Tupac like, oh, that's all my hair. Those are all my hair products. <laughs> my carry-on of hair products. Yeah, my carry-on. <laughs> the giant trunk, the Harry Potter-sized trunk that she's trying to take as a carry-on. <laughs> but then Kristen walks up and says, I've been thinking about last night, and I want to give you another chance. And then she kisses Corey. It's a panga season, of course. I was so lonely without you. <laughs> I did love that. She mocks him immediately. Throws his words right back in his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says that he's a playboy and she walks away from him. Yep. And Sean says, window or aisle? They're off to Florida. And now they're off to Florida, Brett, and we get the first shot of uh, them being in Disney World. And this is one of my favorite things of uh, them looking <laughs> around. And, um, you know, Corey goes, oh, this is going to take a long time, us figuring out where they're at. And they're looking around and all of a sudden the golf cart drives by, <laughs> like drives they turn by right back. It's got to take us days. <laughs> If only they were more observant. That uh, we technically have gone to the place where they're going to be studying uh, nature and dolphins um, because they're at the Living Sea Pavilion uh, where they meet. I I will tell you, I was listening to the other podcast and they kept referring this to the sexiest uh, life or uh, dolphins uh, trainer they've ever met in their entire lives. Um, Played, (laughs) however, by... This is Alexandra, played by Debbie Dunning. Uh, it's first time we'll ever see her in Boy Meets World. Twenty-three, cre- only twenty-three credits on her resume. Always surprises me. Uh, yeah. You saw her on Who's the Boss, Married with Children, Renegade, Baywatch, Leprechaun Four, In Space, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but most popular for playing Heidi Keppert on Home Improvement. And famously, I will say, I do know this, that she, when she went into the audition, knew she was pregnant. And she said, I'm pregnant. And they were like, well, we like you, so we'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of radical for a show in the 90s to be like, yeah, you're a beautiful woman. You're pregnant. We'll just write it into the show. Yeah. Because that didn't always happen before then. No, it did not. Nice change of pace. Usually you wanted to hide those things and uh, a pregnancy could actually cost you your job in the, in the, in that era. Yeah. Oh, I think it costs a lot of women their, their careers, honestly. Like, and (laughs) this is a weird time to bring this up, Brett, but I'm noticing as we go through the IMDBs over the past three seasons of, so many of the men who hop on who have hundreds of credits and so many shows and different movies they've been a part of and the amount of times that the women are in 
a handful of things, you know, 30 amount of things like the lifespan of an actress is much smaller than an actor. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it does make me sad, but I think things are getting better in those regards now. And, you know, I think people are starting to have more um, agency in what they're being a part of. And not to mention the fact that with YouTube and everything, there are women actors now that are doing more things that maybe aren't big time studio, but they're very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like there's a lot of young actors that are like a part of different like YouTube groups that do a bunch of skits and do a bunch of things that, you know, 20 years ago would have been considered silly and ridiculous. But now we're like, hey, I get to do the thing I want to do, but I'm not just this, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like SNL. It's something where I get to do SNL like things, but I don't feel that pressure of we got to get our show perfect. So, yep. but yeah, um, we're at Disney, Brett, Corey and Sean are looking for him and, uh, <clears throat> we're going to see what happens. Um, yes. Sorry, I was just looking through a line that Corey said, and I was really confused, but let's just move on. Uh, We get back to who uh, John Adams High, Brett, where uh, we have one of my favorite quotes. Oh, excellent report. Or a poor Corey Matthews. And Eric pops a little bit of Corey in the head and goes, thank you. For anyone listening, I I do have this this interaction with Mr. Feeney clipped. So come on, Eric, don't struggle. Get in there. There we go. Right. <laughs> Mr. Matthews, what are you doing? I just put my books away. I thought I saw you stuff your brother into your locker. <laughs> Why would I want to go do something like that? I don't know. But I clearly saw a curly-haired boy enter your locker. Why would I want a curly-haired boy in my locker? Again, I don't know. Now get him out of there. Oh, hey, George, can I grab a word for you a second? Uh, Mr. Turner, I'm busy right now, but I'll, I'll be with you. There's no Corey in here. <laughs> Do you think I'm a dummy, Mr. Matthews? No, not you. I'll see you in detention. Okay, this is the point I have to ask you, Brett. What adult is with these three students in Disney World? I I am curious. I, on the one hand, I'm kind of glad that they didn't just shove Turner with them like they always do. Because that's an environmental essay, as much as it's a, it's a writing assignment, so it would fall under the purview of an English class, it, it does... It, I'm, I'm glad it's not just another shoehorn Turner into a, into a story just because he's a teacher. But it does seem like it's a, it's not just John Adams. It's it's multiple schools, so it, it's conceivable that it's another teacher from the school that is with them. 
Right. I don't know. I will say my thought was, is maybe this is a situation where they just need like a chaperone. It didn't have to be a school affiliated chaperone. So it could be like a parent, like maybe it's one of Kristen's parents is the chaperone for Mm -hmm. all of them. And they're all staying like in the same basic zone. And they have to report to that one parent, like because Kristen is never with uh, Topanga and Ronnie. Um, So it makes sense to me, like if Kristen is tied down to like a parent that like the parent wants to do all the Disney things with her. Um, But Sarah had said something which I thought was interesting, which was what if um, because they're kind of growing with a group of like other students within a general like closeness, like it maybe like within the like the districts of everyone going, like within like the ten schools that John Adams is a part of, like maybe like there's a couple of chaperones from different schools that are going that collectively also represent them. So that's also a possibility too. We just never see them because who cares? Mm-hmm. That's possible. Um, yes, yeah, so we go back to Disney World, Brett and uh, Corey starting to get a little agitated. Um, but they're in a long line and Sean, <clears throat> Corey's like, I hope that they're in this line because, uh, you know, we're starting to run out of places to look or <laughs> line for this ride. And Sean goes, who say anything about a ride and gets a churro. <laughs> Corey's agitated. Corey's getting oh. upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Brett, do you know who the two people behind Corey and Sean are? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Uh, I found out that that's actually Mark Blutman and Howard Busking. Hey, all right. Glad they got mm-hmm. camera time. Yeah. So they looked quite annoyed at them. Um, we kind of go through a montage around all this bread of them kind of running through all of Disney and trying to interact with different characters and figure out where Topanga and, and all of them are. Uh, but we're back at the dolphin sanctuary, Brett, and uh, learning about Amber, uh, the dolphin that won't feed because she is away from her love. Uh, apparently this is a dolphin who they rescued and brought there to help and uh, uh, help give her medical treatment so they can return her back into the wild Blah, 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 blah. Um, but they, uh, Corey and Sean enter this facility, this I would assume is closed facility, but two boys who have nothing to do with the program just walk right in. And uh, Corey kind of makes a jab like, well, I hope this is where she's at. He goes, oh, yeah, why? Because we've looked everywhere we've looked else. Everywhere else. <laughs> Um, but Corey or Sean realizes she's there and so does Corey and um, he's Corey starts to say something to Sean about how he's going to go over there and tell her that since the day he saw her he realized that he loved her and he's always going to love her no matter what until the day he dies and all of a sudden you hear a woman's voice say I love you too Corey except it's not Topanga it's Kristen 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 one day with Corey, now trying to think that he's there for her. Kristen, who was on a one date with him, he said another girl's name when they kissed. 
yeah. who she was giving him all of these, the school's talking about all of these different plays that he runs before kissing a girl. And now she's on the, under the belief that he's come to Florida for her. Yeah. It's not, I think that's Kristen not might be a walking red flag too. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think so. And uh, Topanga sees all this and is all upset and stomps away. Um, yeah. But uh, Corey and Sean uh, wake up, Brett. And uh, because they clearly uh, go to sleep on Space or uh, Splash Mountain. And uh, no, is this the right place? Yes. Yeah. They, yes. they we, we, we wake thought. up with them uh, on Splash Mountain. Yes. It's the best, best night cool. that uh, Sean's ever had. Yeah. Best Corey sleep. slept horribly, but Sean couldn't have slept any better, uh, which I don't know if that's more of a comment on Corey or Sean. But uh, yeah, Sean kind of says, hey, you gave her your best shot, and maybe she's more interested in Ronnie now, and they could be really cute together. He goes, but I have something to give, to give her. It's passion. And history. Sean, I came here to woo her and by gum woo her, I woo will. Woo her, I will. <laughs> Corey does not talk like a young person. There's no way Corey else around it. Corey does not talk like a human being sometimes. <laughs> Corey is true. like 40 in, in a 15-year-old's body. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what he's done? He went from a straight-up stand-up comedian from the 80s. And now he's a Christian comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's funny, but he talks in a way that you're like, you want to throw a swear word in there, but you can't throw a swear word in there because you're not allowed to say swear words. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Tim Hawkins, Christians need swear words. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Apparently, Corey believes that Sean tried to do reverse psychology. I just think that Sean was having a conversation with Corey, and Corey was reading into literally everything. Like, oh, totally. Sean was just trying to just, you know, hey, buddy, you know, you gave me your best shot. You know, I do think they would be cute to each with each other. Not as cute I as you two, but you know, a couple. Not as cute as yeah. you and Topanga. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they decide they need a shower, and at that exact moment, Splash Mountain uh, turns on, and they go right down and get themselves soaking wet, and they wonder, where's the towel? Yeah, now where can we get a towel? (laughs) But now we're on to probably the best montage, really, of this whole thing, Brett, where uh, Topanga and Lips have a day, apparently, where they're just kind of going around through Magical Kingdom. And mm-hmm. Corey is literally on their trail everywhere on rides. Yep. He's right behind them. Um, the, when they the think race cars, mm-hmm. uh, yep. when they think they've gotten away from him, he also is right behind them at certain points. And uh, Corey at one point is also doing uh, the picture for them and only coloring a Topanga. Uh, he is Aladdin at one point, which my wife is Corey's, very Corey's upset about. Corey's got some mad skills as a charcoal artist, I must say. <laughs> he does. Uh, when he has Topanga, you know, his, his his desire is right there. My only question, Brett, is where did he get an Aladdin costume? Like, did he 
find the secret entrances so he can steal a costume? Or do you think he bought one and just kind of hopped in? Or did he pay a guy 20 bucks to steal his costume? I don't know. I think he just saw one hanging there and just grabbed it, you know, Ooh, snuck into a locker room. Because he and Sean clearly have shown that they know how to sneak in places and get to where oh, they're yeah. not supposed to be. So I think well, he just snuck in and found one. <laughs> This kind of does feel like a Sean plan. Like he went, found a costume, and just handed it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I will say, Brad. I don't know about you, but I've learned enough about Disney over the years of people talking about stuff on TikTok that there are secret shoppers and secret security people that would probably put a stop to all the things that Corey is doing because they oh, would notice that there is a boy following a couple and. It's making people feel uncomfortable. So, and like if people weren't at their shifts where they're supposed to be, and all of a sudden this kid keeps stepping in, it would be a problem. Uh, and I will also say that in step by step, they show that there's like a whole command system at Disney World that they'd be able to see all that's happening at the park. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this 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 is definitely the heightened world of Boy Meets World. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. This does not fit into reality. Um, so yeah, Topanga and Ronnie on a very romantic platonic date uh, at the Under the Sea Cafe or whatever they call it, dining under the sea, something like that, and uh, which is really pretty. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Topanga's not really eating her food, and it's because Ronnie thinks he's thinking about him, and she goes on a rant about how I'm not a prize, and you can't win me, and I hate when people chase me, and the more people chase me, the more I hate them, which leads us perfectly into Corey scuba diving at their restaurant with a sign Big old that says, sign I will chase, says, you, I will chase you forever. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean walks up saying, hey, Topanga, uh, I like, this one you like this one. This yeah. <laughs> and of course, she splashes water in his face. And again, I have to say, Brett, this is Topanga more and more showing who she is and who we will know her throughout the rest of this show. She mm-hmm. has transformed away from the straight up hippie from the beginning of the show. And that's not a problem. She's had real growth. Now, mm-hmm. has that growth really taken a lot of time to get from super hippie girl the first time we meet her to this confident woman that we have this episode who's trying to stand up for herself? You know, yes, it's taken us that long. But we're finally here. We're meeting the real Topanga, and that's okay. Um And she tries to – she really is trying to communicate of like – I don't see how you're trying to tell me you you love me and you care about me by the things you're doing. All you're doing yep. is just upsetting me. And I think she is trying to make clear of you think you're trying to tell me that you love me, but all these things mean nothing because it's, it's not coming through. Which comes into play of like what is her actual love language and how can Corey actually show her – that he loves her and cares about her. Mm-hmm. Um, one could say it could have just been giving her space 
to let her explore and to see through the dating game of if she wants to actually come back to Corey or not. But, you know, episode has the episode. Sorry. Legendary episode at Disney World has the legendary episode at Disney World. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Kristen is right behind him. And she says that you're a fast swimmer. I was right behind you. Of course. <laughs> Okay, I have to read out to you exactly what's written in this next scene description on the uh, the website I use for going through each episode. Uh, right. Scene, a shot of Ekop globe lit at night. Then to inside the Living Seas Pavilion, Dana, a character from Step by Step in a crossover, is feeding the dolphins from a shiny metal bucket. Corey enters running and hops the fence. Dana stands. Um, yeah, so this is the part where we get our first ever crossover moment with a character from step by step, day by day. Day by day. day, by day. <laughs> we'll make it better second time around. Time around. Yes, officially. And yes, she is credited as Dana, not with the last name, but yes, um, let's let's give a little bit more about her. Stacy Keenan, first and only appearance on Boy Meets World, 22 credits on her resume. Um, my two dads, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Sybil, Diagnosis Murder, Hollywood Darlings, others, most famously for step by step here. Uh, interesting of note. She graduated from Southwestern Law School in 2013 and now works full-time as an attorney in L.A. under the name Stacy Birchwhistle. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, I will say I did watch the step-by-step -step episode um, to see, like, because I've always knew she was in this episode. I was like, is there anything about how she goes and visits the dolphins? Like, just say, I'm going to go on a tour with the dolphins. Like, mm -hmm. something. Yeah, because here she says her, she just hung back on a tour. Right. Her, literally her whole episode, like the whole two-part episodes is her sister trying to enter a country contest and she is a backup vocalist for her sister. That's the whole uh, start and finish to what she does. And I think, Brett, this is the time I want to say, I understand that there's not enough Disney in this episode. Fully agree. But mm -hmm. so often when shows go to Disney World, they go way too over the top and being Disney World and everything is crazy and big. And and then you get these little moments of like, like in the step by step, it's the girls are doing a, a talent show, country talent show. Um, some of the boys are trying to impress girls. So they're spending way too much money saying that they're from the Disney family. You know, and they're wasting all of their money. Other boys are trying to break a world record. And it's mm -hmm. just like, okay. And then the parents can't get a time alone because grandma promised to babysit the littlest one and she won't. Like, there's just all these things happening that I'm like, what does this actually have to do with going to Disney World? Like, you still have mm -hmm. different storylines going on. But, like, why aren't you focusing it more on everyone being together? You're not. You're just doing a bunch of storylines at Disney. And even if you go to full house, cause we recently watched that one, you know, 
the girls are doing their own thing. The parents are doing their own thing. And these people are doing their own thing. And so there's, there's always things happening, but it's like they never do stuff together. So mm-hmm. I like that when they go, it's just Corey, Sean, and Topanga. And they are trying to do something together. There's a specific reason why Corey and Sean are there. There's a specific reason why Topanga's there. And Topanga's upset that Corey is interrupting the reason that she is there. <laughs> yes. So, Brett. I agree. How do you feel about this scene that we're about to watch of meeting Dana and Corey's uh, discussion with her and about the dolphins and true love and she's just an animal, all that jazz? I, I I do like the fact that Dana forces Corey to sit down and finally think through everything that he's feeling. Because up to this point, he's been running and running and running like a constipated wiener dog. And he yeah. hasn't had time to stop and think things through. He's just been going completely on impulse. And I like the fact that she finally forced that just this stranger that he's met forces him to slow down and just think for a minute and just process everything he's feeling. Yeah, I agree. Um, And maybe that's the thing is that Topanga needs to hear words Mm -hmm. and Corey is trying to fulfill her with gestures yeah, Corey, and, up to this point, everything is action. And mm-hmm. Topanga is not big on the the big grand gesture. Topanga is someone who, up to this point, and it's not out of character, Topanga is someone who we have seen needs words. Yeah. That needs someone to tell her something, needs someone to be honest with her, to be real with her. Yeah. And so to the big gesture as romantic and as grand as it can be to you know, to for Topanga to overhear this conversation means more than everything else that Corey did. Now, granted everything that Corey did is what brings her to this moment. So it served its own purpose, but this is the moment that Topanga needs to, that, that this is what she needs to hear. This is what she needs to observe. Not everything that came before it. I agree completely. Um, <clears throat> well, and I, the thing I just I can't keep not I I just keep thinking about my favorite date that they ever go on that we ever see them do, and that is they they play basketball with the laundry, and mm-hmm. just how adorable it is that they're talking through everything, and the two of them just want to take pressure off of each other, but they just have fun with one another. They talk things out. And I, I think it's those little things that that really bring their relationship home. It's them actually talking with one another. And, you know, we see it even as the show progresses that when Corey and Topanga stop talking to each other, when they just assume things or when they don't communicate, that's when their relationship falls apart. One of the reasons mm-hmm. that they broke up initially was because neither one of them could admit that they love each other, but they don't know how to be themselves without going deep into we're old, you know, dating couple now. And 
you know, how do they make things fun for each other and this weird intensity that they had. Um, I think they balance that better out this upcoming season. But then again, they run into problems the next season and then the next season and then the next season. (laughs) Um, So it's almost like when this couple forgets to communicate with each other, especially especially Corey to Topanga, that's when they have issues is when Corey kind of isn't willing to talk things out with her or gives her too much space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it is a really cute moment. And one of the reasons why I don't want to go through it seem like moment by moment, uh, line by line is because I really do think this is, this is one of those things you need to kind of watch on your own experience on your own because Corey gets emotional and gets real. And, um, you know, it is adorable when he is able to feed Amber. I'll admit it. It's contrived, but <laughs> I like it. And maybe the dolphin just needed to hear that someone else was sad and could relate to his, her sadness. So, well, dolphins can be very empathetic creatures, and you yeah. know, I give the writers that. You know, it's it works for the story. Yeah. Contrived, but, yes, but it works for the story. Yeah. But we go outside uh, to the uh, fountain at Cop Brett. And uh is trying to say, hey, I heard what you said. And Corey's like, yeah, yeah, I heard you loud and clear. You don't want to be around me anymore. You hate my guts. I She's did like, no, clip we- part of this interaction. Okay. But Corey, I understand you. All right? I'm not going to chase you anymore. We'll just go back to being friends. Or whatever it is you want to be. Corey, you got on a plane and flew across the country to see me. I know, okay? I'm, I'm embarrassed. I didn't even get the free miles. I mean, you're just in silly outfits. You swam with sharks. I know. There were sharks in there? I mean, it was like you were not going to give up no matter what. Look, how many times do I have to tell you I'm sorry? No. No. Now it's my turn to tell you I'm sorry. I mean, I never realized these things came from your heart. Until now. Wait, I'm, I'm really confused. So am I. So what's going on? I mean, are, are we friends or what? Or what? Or what? That's, that is a great into line to saying, or what if we can be more? Mm-hmm. And I like that Topanga's really making it obvious with her actions and her words of what her desire really is. Because one of the reasons they broke up was because neither one of them were willing to say, I don't know what I'm really saying. I'm saying words that other people said to me. I'm regurgitating things I don't believe. I want to be with you. And it's just the two of them. There's no one else there to distract them. No one else there for them to think about. It's just them in the moment. And arguably one of the most important moments and probably easily top 10, you know, most important slash memorable moments of the show. Yep. I mean, that shot of them in front of all the fountains is I mean, it's right there in all the highlight packages. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, it truly is a magical moment. 
we needed Disney for this magical moment of bringing the two of them back together. There's there's nowhere in Philly you can do all that. No, but it, it's just so dang cute, Brett. That's what it is. It's a dang cute, and it's important for their love story to have this spectacular moment. And you know, in the classic of Boy Me or Boy Meets World, in in all of the episodes that take place at Disney World, there has to be a moment when someone in a relationship is able to take another step with a proposal or, you know, get back together or some sort of romantic gesture and have a moment where they can really step forward. And so they're just continuing in those type of traditions. So. Mm -hmm. So... I like how the next thing is the tag, Brett. We're in Alan and Amy's uh, kitchen, and uh, yeah. they're not happy, Brett. No, they are not. They're sitting down with Corey and discussing about how you left for two days. What were you going? Where were you going to tell us you were? <laughs> I was out for shopping and I have to say, this, this does, <laughs> it does do Alan and Amy a little dirty that they didn't recognize that their son was missing for two days. <laughs> yeah. Look, for starters, this house and school are the only two places you're going to see for the next month. Yeah. And Morgan Hofstadt says, a month? <laughs> I got more when I more said. More time when I Bee! said. I got to learn impulse control. <laughs> oh, but Morgan yes. does tell Corey, she thinks it was really sweet what he did for Topanga. And she hopes someday a boy does that for her. And then mm-hmm. goes upstairs. Yeah. I think what she means is I hope someone cares enough about me to <clears throat> do whatever it takes to show me that they care about me. Not, indeed. I hope a boy follows me to Disney world. Oh yes, indeed. <laughs> so yeah um i like that Corey brings out his uh bribing chip by the way and gives them both <laughs> snow globes disney snow globes <laughs> yes i did not look up anything about disney snow globes i'm sorry i was like that's gonna take us down a rabbit hole that we're not prepared to go down no. um <laughs> but yeah uh they say go upstairs and Corey tries to take back the snow globes and Amy says, I'm glad everything worked out with you and Topanga. And Corey says, you may have your snuggle back. <laughs> and of course, this episode wouldn't be complete, Brett, if uh, Eric didn't walk in and Alan says, we sit. know you help. Yeah, sit. We know you covered for Corey while he was in Florida. And Eric says, without well, evidence. Yeah, there's no evidence, so there's no way to tie my hands. And Feeney walks in with dummy Corey. He goes, oh, come on. This is the best you can do. Because Eric apparently buried the dummy in Feeney's garden. Yeah. I don't know. Burning it, sending it down the river would be much better. Or just hiding it. Even just disassembling it. Yeah. So many options, but <laughs> Brett, I think oh. it's time that we hear from the female perspective. 
I agree. Let's hear from the female perspective. All right. We're going to turn to the part where one of the wives gets to talk about what she felt about uh, the whole Topanga and uh, Corey getting back together at Disney World. Unfortunately, one of the wives couldn't be with us because of medical reasons, and that's okay, and we love her. Hope she gets better soon. So to my wife, Sarah, who is not on camera, and that's okay. How are you? Just doing dandy. Can you talk a little bit closer to the mic? Dandy. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, what did you feel about the whole Topanga going to Florida and Corey and Sean chasing after her? Um, it's definitely the right amount of Boy Meets World high drinks that I need in a Boy Meets World episode. Mm-hmm. Um, at least every so many episodes. Mm -hmm. So I liked it because my favorite episodes in all 90s TV shows is when they go to Disney World. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> now, um, I will say, as I said to you as we were watching, um, Corey as Aladdin is not as funny as Steve as Aladdin in Full House because Steve is actually the voice of Aladdin. But Mm -hmm. I think they could have picked a different character for him, but it's true. They probably should have picked a different character, but I don't know. It works. What other curly headed character in Disney is there though? There's Aladdin's not curly headed though. <coughs> I know, but I'm saying if they're going to go a different route, they should go a full curly headed route. It's true. I mean, I liked the joke of the whole, and I wore a fez and you know, I don't like fezes. <laughs> Those are cool. I, yes, I know. Um, now, as a parent of people, uh, how would you feel if one of your little people was chased to Disney World by an ex uh, suitor and then started dating again? Oh, that's a that's a big red flag. <laughs> okay, it's, it's red flag. Yes, understandable. Red flag on the play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So if you thought, hey, my child gets to go off on this once-in-a-lifetime educational experience They should definitely lie to me and not tell me that they were followed there and just say they were also there as part of the group because I would definitely say that's red flag. You should not date them. It's fair. You should not sit on somebody's car for hours waiting for them to talk to <laughs> Very nice. Good inside joke. Um, can't believe you just said that. I can. So with that said, um, how did you feel about Eric and Sean and the way that they were supportive of Corey this episode? Well, they were all in supportive. I mean, if you're going to be doing something crazy, they... 100% on board, all in, supportive crazy. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the dummy was effective for Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Which really makes me wonder how people see, view Corey, if the dummy was that effective. It's very fair. I mean, Sean, or Feeney and Turner both make comments about how Corey and Sean normally sleep in their class, so there's always a chance that they, they wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put his head down and they don't move. 
Yeah. It's like this another day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, do you have any questions for our mom on, on site? Well, uh, let's see. Um, I will say I, I, I posed the question to Kelly if, uh, as you know, Tyler asked you as the parent of, from the perspective of if you were Topanga's parent, what if you were the parent from the perspective of Corey's parents and your child disappeared for two days and wound up, you know, a dozen states away chasing an ex how much trouble would that child be in? <laughs> i mean uh, clearly the dummy was effective for them too because <laughs> they didn't notice sooner <laughs> um so are they really doing that great of parenting anyway um no i would be furious and uh my child would never be allowed to leave the house <laughs> again. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of is that with Chet now back in the picture, it wouldn't be that unrealistic for them to, for Eric to say, oh, by the way, Corey said he was staying at Sean's for the next couple of nights. Okay, mm-hmm. but like, I'm, I mean, <clears throat> Alan, I, listen, Alan and Amy have not been the most proactive parents this season. They have not. This might be the worst <laughs> grade I would give their parenting this year. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not a great, like, parenting that their child can... Although, I will say, like, not the first person I've heard of to go uh, where they're not supposed to go. <laughs> and... Uh, Yes, we we may know of someone who we're not going to name names, but uh, phone calls were made from one parent to another parent asking, is your son at the same place my daughters are? And my uh, not uh, the person, the the, the person in question, the parent in question called said child and said, are you at a place you're not supposed to be? And he said, no, I definitely am not there. And then said, well, I won't lie to you. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so what happens in real life? Right. So technically it can happen that people show up at places they're not supposed to be. I just, uh, the I'm getting the tickets. That would be the hard part. Like nowadays, like oh, yeah. they wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to get away with that. So much of this scheme would not be able yeah. to get away with today. No, because you would need a credit card and all this other stuff. And there would be no way that our children would be able to get away with it. But um, what was the question? Oh, parent furious. Yes, furious. Furious. <laughs> But also, I feel like I would have a rule that, like, I would like to talk to the child if they're going to be staying at somewhere else. You know. Fair. Guilt shame them. He could have been Woody. Woody has the curly cue. Well, that's true. He probably <laughs> made a good Woody or a good Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there were options besides There were that, options but, besides Aladdin. Yeah. Now, I will say, I guess we should ask this now, Sarah. Uh, what would you grade this episode? I mean, I always give a higher grade to Disney World related episodes because um, 
they're extra magical. But I, I, I give it... It's a little ridiculous, but, you know, give it an A. Solid. Dis- Disney World at its best. Although, I'm a little concerned <laughs> with Disney World and the open availability of these dolphins that I've never seen in Epcot. And that these people can just hang back on tours. You can just walk right into a walk facility. walk into the dolphin <laughs> facility. A little concerned about that. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is a good point then to get to our little game I have for deep dives. Mm-hmm. So I have listed uh, the 16. 16. Well, one, two, one, two, three, four. Okay, so there's 16 episodes, but I guess 11 shows, Uh because there's a couple multi-parters, that feature Disney World or Disney World episode. Uh So we'll go back and forth and see which one of you can name the most episodes. So in order to make this fair, I will select a number... Okay, Brett, odds are even. Even. Okay, the number is two. You can either go first or you can go last. It's your pick. I'll defer. I'll let Sarah go first. All right. My love? Full house. It's a three-parter. It's only a two-parter. It's a three-parter. Okay, so you have full (laughs) house. You have one. Brett? We'll go a step-by-step. That was a two-parter. Step by step, day <laughs> by day. She also day. makes an appearance in this. Sabrina. Oh, what? First dot? Oh, oh what was it? Just say day by day for day me. Day by day. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know we were doing that. It's I'm sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. Did I? Did, I'm sorry. Day right. by day. Thank you. Sabrina. Yes, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, Family Matters. Yep. That's a big two-parter. Do you have Boy Meets World on this list? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I don't see it on here, but there's also at least one missing that I know of for sure. <laughs> I don't know for sure. I can't remember. I mean, I can also look it up super quick, but honey, do you have more guesses? I'm thinking. That's I'm good. thinking. Now, are are these all uh, Disney ABC affiliated or are the other networks involved? That's a good question. These are just episodes from IMDb listed as Disney World episodes. Disney World. Okay. <laughs> by produced by Bloody Jess one three four. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is this Disney World and Disneyland, or just? I think it's just Disney World. No, Disneyland is also. Because Modern Family. Yes, Modern Family is one of them. 
I'm going to go back and go say Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers. Uh, it's not on this list. Uh, of course not. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that show is. Oh, and you call yourself a TGIF fan. I'm a 90s baby. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, the Big Bang Theory talks about Disneyland a lot, but I don't think they ever actually go. Never there. Wait, they do. There. But the girls oh. go there and they they get um dressed up as Disney princesses in the Disney boutique. That's a whole episode. Yeah. yeah. So is your guess the Big Bang Theory? It's not on the list, but I'll double check to make sure. They do <laughs> go to Disneyland. <laughs> well, they go okay. to the. Disney they don't Disney actually Disney. film but, there. That's the thing, right? If if it's just a, they're on like a local site, but not actually Disney episode. That's why I wouldn't count it. Okay. Okay. Um, my turn. Yes. Uh, Roseanne. Yes, Roseanne. <laughs> I'm going back into the ABC well. <laughs> so I will say there's four ep- there's four shows that neither of you have said so far. One of them is not listed because it is a little bit newer. So I don't think it was counted by the time this list was made. Okay. So if you'd like, I can start giving you hints. Party of five. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a sitcom. <laughs> I don't know. Or are we going? I, did, I don't think we said specifically sitcom, did we? <laughs> it's just Disney episodes. Just people. Disney episodes. Um, did we guess Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yep, yes, that Sarah was guessed the that. We one did. Sarah did guess that one. Okay. Um, the middle. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, yeah. that is all of the two part episodes. Do they go all to right. Disney World and Malcolm in the Middle? No. What other ABC that family could barely shows afford to go, go to like. They can't afford things in the flag. middle either. No. I got one. Got it. George Lopez. George Lopez, yes. <laughs> I just finished watching Blue Beetle last night. <laughs> All right. This round, I'm willing to give you guys hints. Okay. So, uh, the hint I'll give to you, my love, is there is an episode of a show that we watched that just got canceled. The episode was early on in the last season that they aired. And it featured a new land. We went to Star Wars land. Uh Uh-huh. What show was it? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Oh, 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 what's it called? It has Topher Grace in it. Uh-huh. And. Uh, 
I am your editor. I know, because I know I can see it. I just can't think of the name of it right now. And their siblings, and their story, three siblings, and I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Topher Grace is the oldest, and he's a writer, uh-huh. and I'm literally explaining this show. I do know which one you're talking about. I can't remember the name. <laughs> Home economics. God ah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Should I let that be a steal for him? Or? Yeah, I mean... I, I, I don't did care explain how to him it. the whole show. <laughs> Here. I will give, Can I get a half point? I will give both of you a half point. Because <laughs> you're both special. And this is a made-up game. <laughs> points don't matter. Yes. All right. Uh, Brett, I'll give you a hint of a show. Um, okay. This okay. is a... Um, this is, I never really watched this show, so it's gonna be hard to give hints to it. But I think you are aware enough of this show. Um, there is a famous, uh, well, there's several famous African American uh, people Black-ish. in the show, and <laughs> uh, one of them may have been Morpheus. Oh, that's blackish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I struggled for a moment. I'm not giving you a half point because you just spelled it. it out. You, you can't steal this one. But I said it first. Doesn't matter. Was it your turn? <laughs> okay. So we have all of them except for the first show to actually go to Disney World. Ooh. Ooh. Do you want to give us a hint and it's a freebie? Either of us can get it. Yeah, since the points are close enough, I will give you both a hint, and whoever says it first gets it. Okay. Uh, Okay, I'll start reading (laughs) the summary of the episode without any names, and then whoever says it first. Okay. 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 You get one guess. Okay. All right. When Blank gets a job at Disneyland as an Elvis impersonator, the rest of the family decides to take a trip to the uh, Magic Kingdom. However, most much of the magic is lost when Blank catches Blank hugging another woman. Disney has Elvis impersonators? (laughs) Apparently. Okay. Well, Family this is definitely older. First. Would have been before all these other ones. Happy days. Nope, not happy days. That was my guess. All right, stab in the dark. I'm going to go with Blossom. Blossom is the answer. <laughs> Brett is our winner. Oh, wow. 
with a total points of seven and a half, Brett is our inaugural winner of what episodes actually took place at Disney. Good game, good game. <laughs> I have no theme music for this. <laughs> okay, so to wrap up our time with you, my love, uh, we'll find out how much of this actually makes it into the episode. But from start to finish of this year, when we first see Corey and Topanga and them getting together to now, do you feel like their love story has been earned? Or even if you want to go back from first time we meet Topanga to now. I mean, yeah. Like from the beginning of their relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... The problem is they're a giant walking red flag, but <laughs> growing up, yeah, their relationship is always deserved and worked for. Like, it's not nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, from the beginning with the hair and the lockers, like, um, yeah, so the relationship is earned. I don't know. I don't really like this season because of the whole breakup and the jealousy thing. And, like, they don't always need to be together, but it's the... It's just the way they're apart in this season. I have really liked it. Because mm -hmm. um, I can even handle, like, in the later seasons when they break up. Mm-hmm for actual reasons <laughs> yeah. um but this season just seems more like well we gotta have some conflict so let's uh just break them up because it's easy and they're in high school yeah so, very fair. i've never been a fan <laughs> of this length of breakup time right but as far as like each time they it, the times they've gotten back together would you not say that this is probably the most magical version of i mean that? it's disney world so obviously it has <laughs> to be mm -hmm. um because disney episodes are the best episodes that's very true mm -hmm. now do you feel like they utilized disney itself no well? no they did not they could have used to utilized <laughs> it a lot better I need like full house levels of Disney World mm -hmm. where like you're literally walking through the whole park. <laughs> Very fair. And going on experiences and rides. I mean, I they do go on Splash Mountain, but I need more. Yeah. More Disney World. Also, they're only in Epcot and who gets to see these dolphins? <laughs> I don't I didn't see them when I was in Epcot. That's very fair. Now, I will say for both of you and, and for our good-looking people, let me just double-check our episodes because... Also, that restaurant that they eat at is the same restaurant that Danny and Vicky eat at in Full House. And I feel like that's a expensive restaurant. So why are two teenagers eating there? That's a very great question. I will answer that question by not answering it whatsoever. Um, so when... Full House goes to Disney World. Blossom also that year goes to Disney World. When Family Matters went to Disney World, they're the only ones that went to Disney World. But um, in 1996, when Boy Meets World goes to Disney World, Roseanne, Step by Step, uh, and Boy Meets World, all three of them go to Disney World. So my... Mm -hmm. guess is that Boy Meets World got the short end of the stick as far as like 
budget to go to Disney World. I mean, it still annoys me that they don't utilize Disney enough. Like, it's like the Sabrina episode where they go to the Animal Kingdom, and it's just not... Right. They don't utilize Disney enough. Honestly, they could not even be at the Animal Kingdom, and I wouldn't even know because it's so bland. Well, and... We'll, we'll, I'm sure Brad and I will talk more about this as we get deeper into the episode, but my headcanon understanding was that they were supposed to um, advertise for Epcot and what Epcot experiences you could have. So, Okay, but they are at Epcot, but Splash Mountain is at Magic Kingdom. I understand that. So why um, would they... They should have slept in the giant ball. Now, I will say, when Sabrina goes, it's just Sabrina. But then also, when the George Lopez show goes, it's just the George Lopez show. Modern Family, same thing. Middle, same thing. So it just all depends upon... Wh- I'm sure what the, the, the mouse really wants to be advertised, but... I really think they should have done a deeper Boy Meets World step-by-step crossover in Disney World. I agree completely. Yeah. Like, there should have been Boy Meets World people in step-by-step, even if it's like them actually running into each other. Like the new girl in Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. Yes, that that could have been cool, but that didn't happen. But um, did you learn anything this episode? No. <laughs> I learned that you can apparently sleep on a ride at Disney and nobody notices. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen in this episode. There's a lot of very things that I feel like are in, in there that are great. Yeah. You can walk around school with the dummy and nobody notices. No, I did not learn anything. Well, Grayson said something to me before bed of like, you keep saying that you're going to be a 90s dad. You're going to be a 90s dad. <laughs> like, I have no idea when I said that, but gosh, if I was going to do that, then things would be very different in this house. Right. Uh, it's Woofa. We always quote uh, Bandit from Bluey when it's the 80s, man. Yeah, it's it's a wild 80s. time. It's the 90s. It's a little bit, little less of a wild time, but still, still pretty wild. wild. So, all right. You can go to bed now. Okay. Thank you for enduring all this. You're welcome. And thank uh, you, Sarah. Happy Sarah. birthday. Well, thank you. And we're back. <laughs> and giving us your thoughts. Unfortunately, Kelly couldn't be a part of this time, but my assumption is that she would just say, What do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm sure she would have had a little more to say than that, but yeah. I know, but every episode she's on, the first thing says, well, well, what do you want me to say? (laughs) Say whatever you feel like you want to say. Yeah, she would have loved to have contributed, but yes, the strep throat does keep you from being able to talk too much. That's fair. (laughs) Maybe whenever she's not feeling under the weather, she can give us some cliff notes about her thoughts about, specifically, if her child went to Florida without her knowledge and... If a boy chased yeah. her daughter to Florida without her knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure those would be fun conversations for us to throw out to her. But uh, why don't we get to some deep dives, Brett? Yeah, let's get to some deep dives. People, 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 people. Am I the only one who read the summer reading list? All right. So to start us off, Brett, I did end up watching the other podcast, the podcast that will not be named on this podcast. Um, (laughs) 
So um, the biggest reason why I hopped on it, though, was because I wanted to know in general, did they actually go to Florida? Did they go to Epcot? Did they actually, you know, fly down to Florida? Because the show, even though it's based in Philadelphia, they don't film in Philadelphia. They film in L.A. So it would be easy for them just to stay in L.A. and go to the Epcot equivalent in L.A. There has to be something. But maybe, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that they wanted them to promote was only in Florida, which is why they had to go there, potentially. So, um they went to Florida, Corey, Sean, and Topanga. And fun fact, apparently, um, Andrew, um, the uh, Andrew Keegan, uh, mm-hmm. who plays uh, Waterman, uh, is actually friends with Daniel Fischel. And so the two of them were kind of just hanging out uh, that week with all of her scenes. Um so it was kind of fun, but also not fun for her because she felt like she had to only be hanging out with him because, you know, they're friends. An interesting thing about uh, Lips Waterman is that uh, he has become a spiritual guru over the past few years. Apparently 2014, he and his wife uh, started a group in Venice Beach called Full Circle. Now, depending upon who you talk to, it's either a, you know, spiritual group or, you know, cult, um, you know, call it, call it what you will. But essentially, let's say he's the central figure and he gives out information to the followers about how to live the best life possible and how to be a good person. So, you know, call it what you want. I know what I will call it, and I don't think it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to leave it there because, you know, one person's opinion, Brett. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did find prices for Disney World uh, at the time. But I've also – when I found this, there's this little description also from this year. So I'm going to read that real quick. Um, So this was the year that Disney introduced the – mad magnetic strip on the back of their tickets replacing the digital uh, photograph of the ticket purchased it also marked the end of the hand machine stamper ticket as the new tickets were read by a computer it also marked the beginning of tickets with the same picture on many different tickets rather than the variety design as each of the old tickets uh, Disney raised prices on uh, February 25th, 1996 for all tickets except AP, PAPS, and raised those in October 96. Um, so for adults, uh, when cr- anyone over the ages of nine, <laughs> as described by what is a child, uh, so any adult tickets for people that are 10 and above were $37 to 38.5 a day. Don't worry. For a child, it would from 3 to 9, it was 30 slash $31. So big difference taking just child compared to taking an adult as well. Um, 
There are more individual ticket prices within that, but I'm not going to go over those right now because there's way too many. Um, just know there's always different ticketing options for going to Disney World and other theme parks as well, similar to. Um, nope, I don't want that. And I don't even want that either. So, Brett, uh, the subject of getting back together with an ex. Um, curious about statistics when that happens. So, uh, there was a study done. Um, so the question was raised of how many people get back with their ex and stay together after more than nine months of breakup. Um, so go back and stay together is 14.9.4%. Uh, got back together, but broke up again. 14.38% uh, and didn't get back together is 70.6.8 or 68 so basically um for those who got back together was about 30 percent those that never got back together is 70 percent um and those who got back together and stayed together was half of the ones that got back together but broke up anyway so it doesn't look like it's high statistically possible that for people to date and then get back together really just based on the one um the experiment that i was looking at so let's talk about disney at least what we see from disney this go around brett <clears throat> specifically the Coral Reef Restaurant, uh -huh. uh, which is what it is now called. I'm not sure if it was called something different than it didn't actually say what the name was um, for the restaurant, but it is an American seafood and but also vegetarian friendly. Uh, it has a 4.0 rating. Um, it's the it's ranked the 302nd restaurant in uh, Orlando. There's over uh, 2,100 restaurants on uh, review. There is over 3,000 reviews of this uh, restaurant. So really, that's not horrible to have, you know, four, four out of five for that uh, sizing. It is an Epcot, so that's something to take in mind. Um, uh, excellent reviews. They got over 1,000 terrible reviews they only have 206 so you know for the most part people are either saying that it's excellent very good or average so that's actually not bad yeah um menu items are basically a lot of seafood um and there are apparently uh vegan friendly options gluten-free options so mostly a luncheon dinner and late uh, late night type of food as well so and uh prices are uh they show the like the two dollar signs two three dollar signs so i mean for a restaurant at uh, disney that's pretty reasonable so like a fancy sit down All right. 
<laughs> so, Epcot Sea Adventure, Dolphins in Depth. You can make a reservation uh, for this facility, an in-depth two-hour dolphin encounter limited to groups of no more than eight guests per day. Uh, costs about $209 per person, tax not included. Uh, dive into their world. Meet the dolphins of seas with Nemo and Friends Pavilion at Epcot and learn about the complex undersea behavior during these uh, two-hour experience. You'll talk to the experts who care and take and work uh, with these bottlenose dolphins every day. Gain a better understanding and greeting, greet, understanding and greet her. Greater appreciation for the wondrous creatures as you uh, interact with our dolphins in a waist deep water with approximately 30 minutes view backstage area and learn about our dolphin care program learn about training and research sessions with the marine mammal specialists and participate in conversations with the global issue affecting ocean life and remember you'll get wet during this uh, encounter you'll most likely be splashed by our dolphins residents please bring a bathing suit if you uh, wish to enter the water you don't need to swim but or scuba certified to take uh, part in this experience so yeah basically you can pay to go and uh do i'm assuming what essentially was the tour of this whole thing uh, that they had we get to go into the back area and get to meet some of the dolphins so essentially what you saw the boys then Topanga and them doing so uh, you also have the option Brett of uh, doing a scuba dive at Epcot it costs uh, 229 to 240 per person um, basically you'll learn how to scuba dive <laughs> and uh, you'll get to explore and uh, swim around the uh, in the tank that is at this location. So basically, exactly what Corey did. So let's get a little dark for a moment, Brett. Okay. This comes from uh, the Dolphins Project. And uh, what we need to understand is, for the most part, anytime a mammal uh, who lives in the ocean gets captured um, and brought into a facility, such as anything that does with SeaWorld, um, Marine Land, Epcot, uh, you know, Sea Adventures, um, these type of creatures are social to a degree that we cannot understand and do not handle well-being in captivity they just they don't um so here's what i learned um the living sea pavilion renamed to uh, nemo's friends is a captive uh Dolphin facility at Disney World Epcot in Orlando Park. It was opened in 1986. And the facility 
first opened, a Disney spokes claimed we won't uh, commercialize sea life. Uh, there are no tricks here. The sentiment uh, obviously didn't last long. In the first five years, four of their six original dolphins had died. Three of their deaths were believed to have been caused by uh, or contributed to an aggressive tank mate named Bob. Epcot currently holds three remaining captive dolphins. Their names are uh, Rainer, Wild Capture, uh, Calvin, Captive Bread, and Malabar, Captive Bread as well. Um, In 1985, dolphin dealer Jay Sweeney captured six dolphins off the Florida coast uh, for Epcot. Uh, Bob, Gino, Tyke, Toby, Christy, and Katie. Rainer, Calvin, Malvar came to Epcot after being passed between a number captive facility. Uh, Rainer was captured uh, in the wild of the Gulf of Mexico in 1988 and was sent to the U.S. Navy, then to Dolphins uh, Connections, then to Broodfield Zoo, then to Epcot, then to SeaWorld, and then finally Epcot. Calvin and Malbert were born in captivity. Calvin was sent from Dolphin Connections to Birdfield, and then back to Dolphin Connections, to Epcot, then to SeaWorld, then to Epcot. Mulville was from Dolphin Quest Bermuda to Epcot, then to SeaWorld, then back to Epcot. These three are the only surviving dolphins and remain at Epcot at this day. In 1993, Epcot was <clears throat> controversially acquired three surplus Navy dolphins for breeding purposes. The dolphins Nina, Snapper, and Nor Noriko were uh, tipped from released by Congress. Uh, the move not the move had not been approved by the National Marine Fishery Services and irked the agency uh, considerably. Uh, Norica was transferred back to the Navy in 1997 and died that November. Uh, Nina then went back to the Navy in October 1998, died just a few years later in 2001. Snapper was transferred back to the Navy with Nina and is still alive. Um, I don't want to get into what specifically happened to each of these dolphins, but essentially, you know, at the end of the day, um, certain animals should not be in captivity. Um, I do believe there are some uh, that for their protection need to be in captivity and have grown up a certain way. And this is the only way they know to take them back into the wild would be cruel. Um, and they're unfortunately due to man's own ego have made choices that has made it dangerous for a lot of these creatures to live in the wild and would not survive, not because of their own abilities as animals, but because we man have gotten in the way and have 
made it much harder on them. Um, there are so many creatures that depend on things that we are literally ripping away from them. And, you know, to throw a bunch of predators back into the wild after they've been in captivity and don't need to hunt, that's a death sentence. Um, you know, it's just no matter what you do, um, it's both a good thing and a bad thing that there are zoos and places like SeaWorld and whatnot. So it's just a matter of what you feel comfortable going and seeing. Um, you know, my family has no problem going to the zoo. Um, as long as we go to a zoo and we feel comfortable being there, we're fine with it. Most of the animals we see there, we don't tend to feel are treated poorly. I'm sure someone could always tell me that, no, this zoo is horrible. You should never go to that one. Um, we don't go to the for-profit zoos ever. We only go to the ones that are actually trying to do something good. And um, like, we're not going to any of the Tiger King type zoos. That's all I'm trying to say. So, Brett, what are your feelings on those things? And then I can close us out with not so sad ones. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty much in your camp. Um, sadly, there are instances where it is necessary for those sorts of rescue situations. Um, Kelly and I took a cruise last year and we visited, uh, I'm not sure if you'd call it a sanctuary or it's not quite a sanctuary, but every animal there was a rescue dolphins, sea lions, whatnot, uh, everything there was a rescue situation. And the goal was to re-release them back in the wild when they recovered, but some of them were not going to be able to just because of either the injuries they had, they had incurred or just they had gotten too used to living in captivity that it would have been a death sentence to release them. So we do visit zoos. We don't visit the for-profit zoos we only visit the ones that are actually doing good things for the animals and doing good things to take care of animals in the wild so why don't you give us some good things to end on <laughs> well here's a question that people may have brett when should you go to disney world because it feels like it's always busy when i go there well here's <laughs> the deal friends um basically here are the times in which uh, you should not go to Disney World. Uh, President's Week in February, don't go. Uh, Mid-March through late April, Easter break slash spring break, don't go. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, don't go. Mid-June through Labor Day, basically summer, don't go. Don't go. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving Day and the weekend of Thanksgiving, don't go. Christmas through New Year's Day, don't go. I will tell you, Brett, that the only times I've gone to Disney that I can fully remember were around these times of uh, the week of Christmas, like week after Christmas, before Christmas Eve. My family went and it was nonsense. <laughs> uh, we also went to SeaWorld around that time, too. Just bonkers craziness. So not good times to go. However, a great time to go would be uh, January, except for New Year's, uh, until prior to President's Day weekend, um, 
the week following Labor Day until Thanksgiving and the week following Thanksgiving uh, through mid-December is basically a good time to go. Um, I will say that we went to Universal Studios in January. Um, yeah, we went – no, it was February. We went early February before – that president's day uh, weekend weekday um and we had such a good time going around that time because there was almost nobody there and even our fast passes at times we'd be like well we could use the fast pass or we'll just go through the regular line so we can see what it looks like through the regular line um so that was fun but that was before kids so it'll be a while before we can do that type of a trip now because they just had to go down and make it so expensive for us um but yeah, um, anytime you're trying to go to any sort of amusement park like Universal Studios, Disney World, um, just got to realize you're going to have to deal with lots of people and that's the way it is. But Brett, there is a question that we have to ask ourselves. How many hair products is too many? Like, is a trunk full too many? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I agree. Uh, I have an article, Brett, and I'm just going to give you uh, the number. But before I do, just throw it out there, Brett. What is the the number that you think is probably like the sweet spot that people need to try to work towards? Six. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, the, the, the one – the article I'm looking at right now says five. I Oh, good. Yeah. Basically, you just need some of this like uh, pasties. Paste? Yeah, paste. Sorry. Not pasties. Paste and oil. Um so the modates, gel, mask, uh, mousse, um, basically like if you only need one of the thing that you need essentially. Mm -hmm. And so if you could have five or six, that's probably the sweet spot. Like stop trying to have so many hair care products is essentially what uh, the article I'm reading said. I'm not, I'm just giving you the cliff notes because I don't have time to go through all of it, but those are your deep dives, Brent. All right. So let's talk about what we learned. You know anything about the Odyssey? Huh? Did I say you could talk? I didn't teach you that. My friend Mr. Matthews will lead the discussion. Do I have to draw you a picture? Tyler, what did you learn from the happiest show on earth? Oh, boy. Um, I... I think <laughs> leading on what Sarah was talking about before of just watching out for my own child's red flags, um, because it's clear that there's been a little bit of time since the last episode. I don't know how much time, but apparently there's been some time. Corey's been oh going out on a bunch of dates and doing a bunch of stuff. And again, this show has made it clear that, Alan and Amy aren't paying attention this season. I don't know why. That's not who they've been up till this point. So I guess the biggest thing for me as a dad is just keeping track of my own children's red flags, being aware of what is a red flag for them and making sure I'm aware and um, being upfront with them about what's happening. What about you, Brett? Well, I would agree with that. And then I would, um, 
share some learning along with our good looking people to stop and breathe when you're trying to communicate something important. Make yeah. sure that what you're communicating is uh, being communicated in the best manner for whoever you're intending to communicate it with. Because sometimes you're trying to communicate how you want to communicate and it's not how the person you're trying to communicate with is going to best receive it. You might yeah. save yourself a lot of trouble and a lot of time if you just communicate it in a better mode. Well, I mean, how often are you trying to say something to somebody and you realize that you're just not saying it the way they need to hear it? Exactly. <laughs> so how would you grade the happiest show on earth? Oh, it's an A+. Plus. <laughs> I understand I that some agree. people can be upset with some of the sound, some of the issues of them turning into a single cam for this episode and the bonkers silliness of it all, but it's, it's funny. It just is. So... I accept it as I accept it as it is, and it is a legendary episode. So it's it's a plus for me. I give it a high A, I, and sure. it's it's the the thing. There are two things that drag it down for me. One is the fact that Alan and Amy are such ridiculously absentee parents in it, and I know they've been kind of absentee throughout the season. But to have Corey gone for two entire days, multiple states away, without any indication that they knew he was gone is just a little bit too far beyond the pale for me. And the other is I can accept all of the goofiness and the zaniness in the, in, in the world of Boy Meets World that Corey can get into the tank and get into the, all, of that, all of that other stuff. But why is Topanga hanging out with lips? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have that. It just seemed breath. out of the. It just seemed weird to me that she was yeah. hanging out with him so intently. Yeah, and I didn't really address it during our our discussion, but it just it 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 just is in the back of my head. But really, it's I mean, it's mostly about Alan and Amy that that detracts for me. That's really the only right. real black eye for me. I mean, this probably should have been a two-part episode. There's no way else around. I agree. It. it it does need a little more time to breathe. And in, in my, it's it's almost when when I look back at it without when I haven't seen it in a while, I'll look back at it thinking it was. You know, it's one of those uh, Mandela effect things where I look back expecting it to be, and I'll go back to it and I'll look there and I'll oh yeah, it was only one part. But yeah, it, it should have been a two-part episode where they could really dig into it. And I think what you'd mentioned before is, right, it, it probably got the short end of the stick of the three shows that went and got the least amount of budget to do it. Yeah, It should have been full-blown season finale two-parter. Probably. I mean, it could have made sense if Eric was also there and Eric drove down and this is where Eric's going to start his adventure from and but I don't mind it because the next episode is so important. And so agreed. It, 
this I, I would say this is the fun, happy end of the season. And if you don't want an emotional roller coaster for next episode, then just accept this as the happy go lucky episode that ends the season. <laughs> but if Agreed. you want to see the last time we see Turner for a few episodes and you want to see uh the last time we'll ever see Eli Williams in the show and um get an understanding of what everyone's doing for the summer. Come back next time where we will do the season finale of season three. Wow. I cannot believe we've got three seasons. Oh, man. But before we get there, Tyler owes me a dad joke. I do. (laughs) That was a beautiful setup, by the way. It was. All right. I got a couple of uh, Disney dad jokes for us. So. Why is Gaston the most peaceful Disney villain? Peaceful? I don't know why. He won the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, uh. (laughs) What happens to Olaf when Olaf throws a temper tantrum? What? He has a meltdown. What character Brett can count at the highest? That's well, not the Seven Dwarfs. Who is it? Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> and that, my dear good-looking people, is an episode. You're Disneyfied. Good-looking people, you can find us online at all of our social profiles. Dad Meet World across Twitter slash X, yeah. TikTok, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. You can send us an email at dads or dadsmeetworld at gmail.com. We love yeah. to read we, emails. We want a review. We want some five stars with you. We want them. Give it to us. That's right. Apple Podcasts. Drop us a review. Five star review. We'll read it on the air. We want some. Yeah. It's been three yeah. seasons. We'd love to listen to the episode. Listen to the air. next episode. And then I want a good, solid review. I want you to listen to the episode as it drops, review it, tell us about it. And we will literally read your review. Give it to That's us. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, Brett, as always, it was wonderful to see you. And we'll see you good luck. Likewise. Looking. We'll see you, good looking. You know, how can I learn so much every week and still be so stupid? Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story. Watching Boy Meets World. We grew up on this show as we were kids. Now we're... I'm realizing I'm having a hard time. (laughs) I wrote it and I can't remember the words half the time. (laughs) Thoughts and praise. When's Dad's Meat World? They want you to take the rolls.